All right. So what we're going to see here is we're going to see Joel, which is a bouncer uh, at a bar that's uh, we're on, we're seen as Halloween. And what we do is we actually present to him this courtroom scenario. And you'll see that he deals with this uh, heart of repentance because of that. And uh, just watch. God doesn't want you or I to go to hell, his prison, right? So he sent Jesus to die for you and me. We broke God's law and he paid our fine. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah, it does. So all you have to do to be saved is to put your trust in what Jesus did for you on the cross and believe that God raised him from the dead and then start living a life grateful for what he did. Now, if you were standing before a judge and you owed a $50,000 fine for selling drugs or something, right? Says, Joel, do you have $50,000 to pay your fine? No, sir. Bailiff, take him away. He's got to go spend 20 years in the penitentiary. So as you're being let out of the courtroom, somebody that you don't even know stands up and says, wait a second, judge. Wait one minute. I got $50,000. I want to pay on Joel's behalf. He doesn't know me, but I care about him. I don't want him to go get raped in prison and all that stuff, right? Jeff's... The judge says, Joel, wait a second. You're free to go. Your fine's been paid. You don't have to go to prison for 20 years. How would you feel towards that person that paid your fine? I would feel grateful, but um, I also would find a way to pay that guy back. You'd want to owe him, right? I would owe that guy. Now, I would definitely do anything in my power to just pay him back, you know? Right. Because uh, I would spend those 20 years saving up 50 grand just to pay that guy off. Honestly, because... I would be out there working. I would be out there busting my my butt off just to uh, be be out there trying to get his money back. Absolutely. And what you're what you're saying is basically, I would honor him, right, with my life. I would I would honor the guy. Yeah, and that's what we we do when we understand what Jesus did for us. Yeah. We don't go do we don't go sell drugs anymore. We stop lying. We stop stealing. We stop looking at pornography and closed in our bedrooms. You know, just by ourselves because we want to honor him. With our lives. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So here, man, I asked you about the 40% question and all that to bring about this reality of judgment, right? Yeah. That we're all going to stand before God on judgment day. So let me ask you this question. If, you're, if, if, if that's real and it's true and we would end up in hell and you believe that Jesus died for your sin, when are you going to put your trust in him once and for all? When are you going to do that? I'll, I'll start. I'll start today. <laughs> I'll I'll start. I'll start today. <laughs> All right. So that shows you that, you know, God's kindness is intended to just lead you into repentance. And it's just, it's neat to see when you're, when you put people in a situation where they're able to put themselves in something that they're not, not always thinking about. Uh, right. It, it just changes the, their whole perspective. And then they realize that, hey, this is, this is a big deal. This is not something that I should take for granted. And this is not something that I should just take lightly and go about my life and just forget about. Um, it needs to be in the forefront of our minds. And uh, I just, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, that, that, that illustration that we use, I use it all the time. Um, when I first heard it, it wrecked me. You know, like... Would you go do these things again, knowing that somebody paid that fine for you? You know, when you when you heard that illustration, Nick, I mean, how did that impact you? That was powerful. Down in Peru was the first time I heard that illustration. And 
here you were talking to a ton of people. And um, I mean, it was being directed right to me. Um, me and my wife had taken the trip with you, and here we are, thinking we're checking the boxes, checking the boxes, doing good things, and um, being in church. And when I heard that, like I said, like you said, I completely wrecked you, and it wrecked me too. Um, but it brought a realization of what the gospel is really about and the whole repentance part. I think that's something that I always miss was repentance. Um, and it's it's very frustrating too to look back and see the time that I was in church and realizing that I missed a big part of it, thinking that I was okay, thinking I was going through life, checking the boxes and everything was fine. Um, and now I, I understand that what Christ did for us and how we should be so thankful for that. Yeah. And But hearing that and how to articulate it and give it to other people was, was extremely powerful. Yeah. Um, and I just, I wish everybody knew that. Yeah. I think the illustration works so good because it's biblical. Right. I mean, we talk about the goodness of God leading to repentance, but you don't understand the goodness unless you understand our badness, yeah. our state. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's that illustration works because that's that's basically what Paul did. You know, when he's presenting the gospel, he leads with the bad news. Yeah. Everybody's under condemnation. You don't understand the goodness of God until you realize that you're not good. Right. You know what I mean? Like, why is God good if you don't realize that, that you need a savior? Sure. Because I've, I've had a good life, like I said, you know, but when you realize that he demonstrated his goodness and that he died for us. And it's about getting his righteousness. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. And that's the way we present it. Yeah. The illustrations are biblical. That's why it's more effective. Yeah. You know? It connects the yeah. dots. Yeah. It's like the yeah. light turns on. It's not only is it biblical, absolutely. The gospel, it makes sense. The full gospel. The makes full sense. gospel. Okay. Half the gospel is not the full gospel. You'll, you'll, yeah. be, you'll, you'll, you'll be happy. Well, there is a fruit of the spirit, which is joy. But let's forget about sin, judgment, and repentance, and and we only present the joy side. And God wants those qualities to be known. He wants people to know about His justice and His righteousness and His wrath. You know, that's He wants us to preach that. Yes. Yes. But when we when we when we focus on the, the the fruits of the spirit instead of the righteousness judgment to come and you know we'll get into this later but uh, paul the apostle paul is is talking to a king and he reasoned with three about three things he reasoned about righteousness self-control and judgment to come i mean why should the way we talk to a king he talks to a king why would that differ from anybody else i mean if paul reasoned with righteousness judgment or self-control and judgment to come and, and, the, and the king was afraid like whoa you know like oh my goodness book of acts um it's like there's if paul was doing it we should too but but what he's trying to do is make sense of the gospel this is why jesus when you heard that illustration you know uh for the first time jerome would how did that impact you man uh, i i never heard such a thing i mean i'd just say you know i heard billy graham whatever he was saying but the way I think I heard it from you mm. you know whenever I think we're on an outreach together you know and urging you to present the gospel that way you know like I said it just made it so clear yeah and it was like man you you want to do it you know just tell somebody how simple it is to present it but of course you get rejected sometimes too like I've been to the gospel to God today 
he has so much things going on in his mind he didn't carry anything I had to say sure sure you know? wasn't his time yet. yeah it wasn't his time yet yeah but yeah it, it, it kind of raked me too man it realized that that I, I am a sinner and I need a savior yeah you know that his grace and his mercy and all those things that he paid for me and then yeah. why can't I just live my life for him yeah. Yeah. So. And, and and I think what I love about this because it's not just you know when you say, repent well, there's some hurt strings attached yeah. to this. You know, it's not just like this robotic thing that you hear these people repent, turn or burn, you know, that yeah, kind of thing, right. right? Well, what is the heartbeat behind walking away from your sin? Yeah, yeah, I understand what I'm, but why? Yeah. It's an issue of your love, it's an issue of your gratitude for what he's done. Like, how could I go back and do these things that nailed him to the cross, the things that I was responsible for that he stepped in my place to do this for me. How can I go back? Now I want to give my life to honor him. Stop lying because I was a liar. Stop stealing because I'm a thief. Yeah. Lord, help me with this lust issue because I don't want to. If lust was adultery, according to Jesus, man, I got to stop the pornography. I got to stop the stuff in the mind, you know, all that stuff. Help me, Jesus, honor you in every part of my life. And that's where the heartbeat of repentance is. And that's why we use it. Because when we're out there on the streets talking to people, we want them to think about this. Walk away. He didn't just tell me to repent. He told me the heartbeat. And you can do that in an illustration, right? So. What do you think happens when you die? What's on the other side? Uh, I believe that you're just you're just watching people below. That is what you're putting your hope in, and that's what Jesus is. He is our parachute. When are you gonna put your trust in it? When? Now. S2S.TV, Seek to Save Ministries. The function number one is to reach the lost. That's our function. We're gonna do it.